Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The first few seconds after we go live, every time you lag for a little bit and my heart drops. Because it tells me that we're not live yet. Oh, well, you're just, you're just lagging behind then. I guess so. Anyway, welcome to Tag Talk. My name is Kylie. That is Haley. And listen, Tag Team Wrestling is back. That should be the headline yes. of this episode. We should replace the title. Just Tag Teams are back, baby. That should be it. And you know what else is back? BTE. Oh, BTE what? is so back. This episode was for the girlies and the gays, 100%. Like, they really delivered the content. It was such a spicy episode. I know. It's it's like, I don't know what, what, the, what the little transition was. I don't know when they went from, like, here is, you know, they asked the whores. Here's coverage of the strike. And, like, here's Matt being sad because he can't get a business deal with Wendy's. Here's Matt Jackson stripping for a YouTube show. Literally a harlot. <laughs> I, don't, I literally don't know what to make of it, but I'm kind of enjoying it. So if you haven't watched BTE, basically, the current story for Matt Jackson is that he has found out that there are people on Tumblr who thirst after him and write fan fiction about him and do Tumblr stuff about Matt Jackson and, you know, the elite in general. And he's capitalized on it. He's like, I'm going to be naked. I'm going to be sweating. I'm going to be ready. And then he gets on BTE. Yeah. And you know what? All the like hang mat content. Like, I think that this man is fully aware of his audience. And that's, it terrifies me. Like at first I was like, oh, like maybe he doesn't like it. And like, people should like stop. Like maybe it's like weird, but no, this week after this week, he loves it. A hundred percent. Yeah, I was worried because, like, listen, there are people in Tumblr who, who they get a little bit carried away with it and they do yeah. a little too much. But that's the same for any any fan of anything. Like, people can get to be too excessive with things. But no, this man goes on Tumblr and he's like, absolutely. You should lust after me. <laughs> you should. Even though I'm married and I have children yeah. and we go to Hawaii and Disney all the time. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know why? Because I'm attractive. And I'm here for it. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you you know when men get older and they start they like they start balding and they get like wrinkles and they get insecure and they're like I not masculine enough. Matt Jackson's the opposite. He's gotten older and he's gotten like more stereotypically masculine and he's obsessed with himself now. And you know what? As he should be. 100%. I just love the random like unbuttoning his shirt just for no reason <laughs> like just insane i don't know I, I love this matt jackson arc <laughs> it's it's really good stuff and also the fact that internally he's doing that thing where he's like oh do my friends hate me are they <laughs> mad at me it's like dichotomy of man you know <laughs> a whore in crisis <laughs> yes that is his new character and i'm kind of here for it listen i 
I don't know where Kenny Omega is. I don't know what he's doing, but I need to know where he, first of all, the Hung Bucks are in a feud and we're going to get into that. But Kenny Omega is in a feud with Don Callis and just Don Callis. Like, that's it. <laughs> and like, like Abushi, the Golden Lover, was like, it's all just way too much for me. Way too much. Yeah. For my and Don Callis going on Dynamite and being like, we're going to destroy Kota Abushi, not because we hate Abushi, because we hate Kenny Omega and that'll break his heart. And Kenny's just presumably, first of all, he's arguing with people like Austin Creed on Twitter about this yeah. while this is going on, okay? Which, no statement from the man about Don Callis' threat to Kota Ibushi, by the way. And then he's, like, not on BTE, he's not on TV, so, like, does he care, first of all? Second of all, does he know that Mel Coleman is under the influence of Don Callis? And what is he going to do to save her? That's the real question. How do we pull <laughs> Mel out of this? Because after this recent beautiful painting that she has done, this beautiful artwork, I I don't know that I can stand by Mel any longer. Listen, I've known Mel for a very long time, and she is dark side. She is officially <laughs> on the dark side, and I don't know what to do. But as long as she keeps doing beautiful paintings, I'm okay with it. Uh, and, your black also, girl. And, and also... Listen, I don't know where Kota Ibushi is, what he's doing, but he's going to have a good match with Takeshita. So can I really fault her for painting him into the narrative? <laughs> no. Before we continue, we have a few super chats that okay. I want to get through. I don't want to ignore anybody. Ryan, of course, our resident um, dad joker. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call a wolf that uses bad language? A swear wolf. Is this because of our teen wolf tweets? Our Teen Wolf movie. About how much we hate the new Teen Wolf movie. <laughs> I it's love so it. It's so bad. It, it is. You wanted us to talk about it. And you know what? I'm just going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that not the old Teen Wolf movie, the one that's based on the TV show they made, garbage, don't watch it. It's not part of the canon of Teen Wolf. We we cut it off. That movie, that's like fan fiction AU stuff. That's not <laughs> us. And also when you said our resident dad joker, at, in my head I went dad joker. Like, yeah. <laughs> I did too, so I'm glad. It's the Joka. Yeah. Yep. Love it. <laughs> and we also have one from Jackie. We love Jackie. Super chat and coming from my favorite tag top girls. Have a great show. Thank you. It's we- going to be a great show. Jackie, we're going to be talking about FTR today. So I don't know if you're heading out or if you're sticking around, but we will talk about FTR. Yes, we will. Letting you know. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so if you guys want to submit a super chat, if you want like your question, your comment, or whatever, read on air, submit a super chat, and we'll do that. But getting back into it, um, the Hung Bucks are challenging for the ROH Six Man Tag Titles against the Mogul Embassy, which is, I, I guess, the central feud to this is Swerve and Hangman. Mm-hmm. And their their match at Wrestle Dream, which is in like a couple of weeks, October first, I think it is. Um, but th- this is really interesting because the Hung Bucks haven't challenged for trio titles since they were the Hung Bucks six man champs in ROH, whenever that was years ago, twenty eighteen. Uh, yeah, and it's so the Young Bucks lead. So they're like, we're stepping back from our trio with Kenny. We're going to go to the tag division, and then Hangman's like. I'm feuding with Swerve, and he has all these big boys that beat me up. Come help me. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, absolutely, Hangman, anything for like, you. Yes. <laughs> so, like, 
are the young bu- young bucks going to be ROH six man tag champs again? I want them to so bad. Like when they announced the reconciliation of the hung bucks, I was like, oh, absolutely. Like I need a ring of honor run. I need all the merch. I need them to say hung bucks on TV again. I need it so bad. But now I'm like, I'm starting to convince myself that they're not going to. And, you know, there's going to be some little things that are going to happen in this match. Maybe um, it's going to cost them. I don't know. Um, but I would like to see them win. I don't know. I want to see them hold titles again that aren't in AEW. Just one last time. <laughs> I think it would be fun because AEW, like MJF and Adam Cole won the ROH tag title belts. Like clearly the lines now, and if you watch ROH, you know this, the lines are kind of blurring and ROH isn't necessarily just its own standalone thing anymore. Um, there's not that much going on in ROH um, like there used to be. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Hung Bucks win here, especially because I do think it furthers the Hangman Swerve story. But on mm-hmm. the flip side, I also think that if Swerve pins Hangman here, then the match at Russell Dream means so much more. Um, regardless, though, the Swerve Hangman feud, I adore this feud. I think Hangman has really cooled off as a single star since uh the kenny omega match like i don't even count the cm punk stuff that i think the kenny omega match um like winning the title they really didn't do a whole lot with him after that um in my opinion at least not to the caliber of him leading up to kenny omega so i'm really excited to see how that match goes but also how hangman comes out of it because i think win or loss working with swerve is really beneficial for hangman and it's beneficial for Swerve as well, because Swerve is another one of those guys who's been, like, right there, ready to go. But it just, there just hasn't been an opening. Uh, so I think that this is, like, best-case scenario for both of them, regardless of the outcome. But the, the Hung Bucks being a united front throws an interesting wrench in the works, because Kenny Omega is still on that island. Like, he's still in Don Callis land. Yeah. And the Hung Bucks are going for titles. Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't know. Like... My brain is have like the story is a lot more interesting than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, and when the elite originally like reunited, I I was wondering if the Hungbuck stuff would like take a backseat because of Kenny. Um, but to see that they're kind of doing two separate things while also existing in the same world, I kind of like that. Um so I want more of that. <laughs> yeah, and FTR is doing stuff with Aussie Open, spoiler alert. Um, so I don't know if the Young Bucks are going to get back to FTR. Um, I would like the trilogy maybe to be the wrap-up for the, the Young Bucks and FTR moving forward. Like, yeah. I don't want to rush into mm-hmm. more Young Bucks FTR because you get burnt out on it. But I don't know. Like, okay, so the Hung Bucks – are ROH, let's say that they're ROH six-man champs. How do you rationalize that then with the acclaimed, who are AW trios champions, but are like lower on the totem pole, you know, relatively speaking to the Young Bucks? I don't know. I think that would be really fun. I think it would be fun, but I'm also interested 
and I hate that I'm going to say this, and I know it's going to make people that watch this show mad because I know you guys hate the Dark Order. <laughs> I do think it's interesting that they're kind of coming up at the same time and they're still holding on to that storyline on BTE especially. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering, like, could Dark Order win the trios titles and could we see the Hongbugs versus the Dark Order in a trios? Like, a take all? I don't know. I, you know what? I don't want to manifest that <laughs> at all. <laughs> I would much rather see the Akain versus the Hongbugs. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I think it would be interesting to see the Dark Order lose and see the Hungbucks win. And oh, yeah. that interaction, like Hangman leaving the Dark Order, who he, if you guys think back to the trios um, tournament, was with the Dark Order. Like he wasn't with the, the Young Bucks for that. Yeah. So seeing Hangman win six man belts without the Dark Order or the Dark Order lose, I think that's an interesting story to tell, especially because the Dark Order are heels now and they're back in their recruitment <laughs> era. And they're doing weird infomercials. Um, I think that would be fun. I also would love the Dark Order to bring in a new person. Because they're they're recruiting. They're trying to get people to join. I don't know who it would be. I don't know when it would happen. But I think it would be fun. And you know what? Brandon Cutler. We need to get back on that. Because Brandon Cutler. Listen. He did the Dark Order thing. And he in the sink with the blood. And then nothing happened with it. He took the thing. The number. And. What is Brandon Cutler been secretly dark order this whole time? That I'm throwing it out there. That would be terrifying, but also kind of great. And I would kind of love that. Like turning on your best friends of so many years, the people that got you, you know, in AEW and, you know, have given you so much, just turning on them. Crazy. That'd be such a crazy storyline, but a good direction for Cutler. Um, I would like to see Cutler do more. I know he's perfect at like his little like stooge stuff, but I feel like something like that interconnected with the Young Bucks. <laughs> and listen, he had, I'm not saying he's got to like win singles titles or listen, anything like that. He needs to go out there and put on five star matches. Brandon <laughs> Cutler's not going to put on like a Kenny Omega Meltzer claimed classic. He's just not going to. But I say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I think they've done a great job over the last four years establishing that he is young bucks ride or die no matter what young bucks blah 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 but if you watch bte you know that's not the case you know that brandon cutler has done some things a little shady a little shady, a little shady. and listen they didn't do the um 
Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson falling out story. So what I wonder if it is. And Brenna Color right now is doing tag team stuff with Cole Cabana. That's goofy and silly. And I love it. But it's goofy and silly. And maybe, you know, Brandon Cutler's tired of being goofy and silly, and he wants to be taken seriously. You know what? I'm all for it. I love Cutler. I would love it. <laughs> Brandon Cutler, if you're watching this, you can have that one. <laughs> Please, take it. But I think our general consensus, then, is that we do think the Hung Bucks are winning. Yeah. <laughs> Is that like what we're saying? No, yeah. Um, yeah, I I definitely think they're gonna win. And also I think AW is just better when the young bucks specifically are champions. Like the elite, I feel like should have titles always, just because I don't know. I think AW is better, and I think more people are interested when the elite are at the top. Well, and I feel like with that, we have the opportunity to get so many fresh matchups with them especially things that we haven't you know seen on the indies or in AEW because there's a lot of you know new talent cropping Mm -hmm. up so yeah I would love to see it and also I do think that you could you get a lot of young talent over like AEW doesn't have a problem making stars but it does feel like they're kind of spinning their wheels with a lot of people right now a lot of young people so it'd be a good opportunity to get you know, the hooks of the world in there with people like that and, um, you know, get them over. Like, they did it with Dante Martin. Yeah. And, I mean, Dante Martin's injured right now. But when Dante Martin comes back, he's going to be a star. And I wish that we would circle back to Private Party. Don't don't know what's going on with that. Um, I think they're just tagging in and out with injuries or something. I don't know. Cause it's like Isaiah's there. Then Mark one is there. I don't know what the story is, but you know, there's so many things that we can do with the hung bucks. If they are six man champs, even if they're not six man champs, there's a lot of things you can do with them. Absolutely. Um, and you know, you did bring up hook. So I do want to mention because it does relate to tag team wrestling hook and orange Cassidy. This tag team. I love it. I loved the little, um, backstage segment they did with the purple Doritos. Purple Doritos are the Supreme Doritos, by the way. I love them. Um, but I just, I think that their dynamics are so interesting and it's just so silly. I, I'm excited to see what they do. I love that Hook keeps getting tag partners. Yeah. And they keep getting injured yeah. or beating them up. Is this like, is this like AEW's version of like the Oscar thing? Like every time, every time Oscar wrestles somebody, they get pregnant. But Maybe Hook like, like, yeah, Dan Housen. Wait, Hook Housen. That's yeah, Dan Housen. He definitely yeah. What first Hook? <laughs> what does that have to do with Orange? Ca- I'm not seeing the vision. No, because you said Hook is cursed, and I said, oh, Hook Housen. And then I said, oh, oh, I thought I thought you were talking about because I had said they either get injured. Like I I had no. I thought you were saying that I okay. No, we got to the dots, guys. We did it. Anyway, <laughs> we did it. Anyway, I listen, I think AW is in a good spot right now when it comes to tag teams, not yeah. just the tag titles, you know, FTR Aussie Open is an incredible match. Um, uh, 
the trio titles with the acclaim doing great things. I also think that they're in an interesting building phase where they're not really like sacrificing quality of content, but it's very clear that they are trying to find things that work after the absolute uh, disaster that was the last um, 18 months or so. Uh, but I think that they've really, they've, some people have left. Um, for good reasons or for bad reasons. And AW is now really putting things in place to make up for it and also to move forward after four years. So I'm really excited. And I think Hook and Orange Cassidy as, I think Orange Cassidy as, the, as you know, international champ was really, really great. And now I think using that attention that is still on him to bring Hook up is excellent. And then when Dan Housen comes back, what what's going to happen then? Are we going to, how is he going to feel? about hook how what are we gonna do because listen and i mean dan house and orange cassidy like they go way back the best friend stuff that they did together yeah. like listen, what's gonna happen i don't know you don't know but listen aw knows and that's all that matters <laughs> yeah <laughs> listen and oh also like rampage having good matches listen rampage back that. I don't know. Is Rampage back? Question mark. Is AW back? Listen, I think so. And listen, I haven't watched Rampage live, so like at Friday at 10 in months. I haven't watched it in like a year. So. Pro probably. I probably watched it like out in its time slot the first month or so. And then I was like, because they started doing so many squash matches and, and yeah. just things or like repeats of dynamite segments or matches that I didn't really care all that much for. And that's like kind of where I got with collision, like collision. It was like a central group of guys. It was like CM Punk and like his friends and like some other people. And then it was like the same every week. So collision, the evolution of collision now, which I don't think it's perfect. I don't think dynamite is perfect either. Uh, it definitely feels like AW is testing the water and putting different things forward to see what works when and why and how. But what I do know is that Hangman and Swerve is for the girls. A hundred percent for the girlies. <laughs> for the girlies. <laughs> but yeah, Hungbuck, ROH, I approve. Acclaimed losing to Dark Order, I do not approve. D Dark Order? Dark Order is Trio's Champs. That's where we stand. We have we have been their biggest supporters. And it's crazy because at one point we were like, yeah, the Dark Order should be trio champs. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know what happened. But somehow I, I was like, hmm. I think it's because Hangman got made up with Kenny Omega and everything was fine. And then I was like, oh. It's like, ooh, Dark Order. <laughs> But maybe, maybe they'll bring somebody, like, really good in and just kind of reinvigorate the stable. And, like, we're going to be so Team Dark Order again. Maybe. Who do, who do you think that they should bring in? Who? I don't know. I don't know. Who, do you have any? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they could bring in any young talent in AW or an ROH and just rebrand them. Like, give them a new character like they did yeah. with Anna Jay. Y'all remember when Anna Jay was a magician? Yes. No one else, every time I bring it up, no one else remembers. She I was a magician. That was, that was wild. The character evolution. Shout out to Anna Jay. I love Anna Jay. 
I love Anna J too. I don't stand for Anna J slander. I know people on Twitter like to slander Anna J. I don't stand for it. Go away. Period. Period. But moving on, let's get to FTR. So FTR, so I don't know if you guys know this. AW has a pay-per-view like in a couple weeks immediately after they just had a pay-per-view. <laughs> in a couple of weeks. <laughs> and, and then also now there's uh, I think it was Andrew Zarian who's saying that AW is going to move to a 12 pay-per-view a year model. Kill me now, please. I I don't want that. See, to me, I'm like, I don't want it. But also, if it's going to free up the brain space in Tony Khan's mind <laughs> with some of these stories and, like, how jumbled they can be in between shows and how they kind of drag... Then, like, I don't hate it, but it definitely needs to wait until it's on HBO or Max now. It's not HBO Max anymore. Um, and do, like, the Peacock model. That's the only way I'll watch. Yeah, 100%. And also, I need them to not be these, like, five-hour classics. No. That used to we don't. In. Like, no. if we're, like, two and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> if we can do that, then it's fine. And if it means that talent, like the churn of talent up and down the card is increased yeah. and we get to see more faces, I'm okay with it. My worry, though, is that Tony Khan is going to see more pay-per-views and get so excited that he just gets, he just books more feuds. He overbooks And them. more stories. Yeah. And then we get in real trouble. Mm-hmm. That's my worry. And I feel like I feel like it's cool because you can rebrand a lot of their like specials they have um, like a wrestle dream or like uh, what beach break or whatever the heck it's called, like things like that. You could make these like two hour, like pay-per-views or specials or whatever and cycle a lot of talent through those. So I, I hope if this is, if this is happening or it is happening, I don't know. Um, that he takes that into consideration. Please. <laughs> yeah, and Jackie in the chat says, I just hope it doesn't water down the booking and storylines. I definitely have that same worry because I do think that AW's biggest strength, especially compared to other promotions, is that a story never lasts just a pay-per-view cycle. Even if the feud yeah. ends, the story will come back up later on, uh, whether it's you know a person in another feud mentioning it or something like that my worry is that we won't get that depth in stories like i think when you have a 12 pay-per-view model and this is the trap wwe falls into you rely so much on tropes to get a story going because it has to finish at a cycle or you know the pay-per-view after you know very rarely more than three pay-per-view cycles so i don't want it to be this situation where we're like, oh, tag team breakup because this person's actually secretly evil. And it's like every cycle we get one, like that's how it is in WWE. Or like a, a storyline between women, like it, it's almost always like, I'm the best. And the fact that you're the best makes me sad. Let's fight. And it's it's like in AW, you have some of that, but you also have stories like the elite, like Swerve and Hangman. That is a deeper story. Or, you know, you have MJF and M. Cole. Or, you know, you have the story of Chris Statlander and her comeback and how she's, like, 
now like superhuman and, and orange Cassidy in the same way. So I really hope that, and I think this is what Haley was saying. If we're going to do like a month long pay-per-view cycle, we have like three strong feuds. One of them has to be women. And then the rest, we can kind of do that watered down silly stuff because it's still fun to watch. It's just not what we're used to with AW. So that's what I hope for. But my worry is that we won't get it. And I feel like, in a way, too, this is going to really force Tony and company to bring more women into these shows. Because you can't, like, if you're doing, you know, five, six pay-per-views, you know, you can get away with doing, a, you know, one women's match per show or whatever. But I feel like this way, you're going to have to have more feuds going on at once. Because, like you said, you can't, you can't just drag a feud. I mean, you could over multiple pay-per-views, but it's not its not exciting. So I feel like that's definitely something they're going to have to take into account, too. Theoretically, yeah, but I also don't think... I don't know if Tony Khan sees it that way. Like, you and I, we would agree. Because we love women's wrestling? <laughs> we love women's wrestling and also that if you're going to do 12 pay-per-views a year, you can't have every match be a Britt Baker or Soraya match. Yeah. And then just like a random TBS open challenge. Like you have to do other things. Um, I'm just not convinced Tony Khan sees it that way. So that's another thing that we're going to have to watch if AW transitions to the 12 pay-per-view model. Um, not just the storylines, but the diversity of the storylines. And men's, women's, men's stories, women's stories, singles, trios, tag, all that kind of stuff. We're going to have to keep an eye on it. But I'm optimistic i will never turn down more aw wrestling um i just have my reservations yeah um i agree i i was gonna say something else but i really i'm just gonna cut myself off before i get myself in a a little bind today i'm feeling a little i'm feeling a little spicy and i gotta hold myself back so i don't get in trouble okay well, Haley, um, since you are the Aussie Open fan oh, out of the two of us. <laughs> this match, Aussie Open and FTR. Oh, I thought I thought you were like, uh, no, no. <laughs> I was like, I didn't do anything. <laughs> but do you think that Aussie Open beats FTR? <clears throat> I um, yes. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Explain. Well... You know, they had that banger of a match uh, last year, Royal Quest. That's, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And FTR beat them there. Theoretically, I would love to see Aussie Open go over here. I think them winning, you know, the New Japan titles, the Ring of Honor titles, and the AEW titles in the span of a year, I mean, I think would really solidify them as the greatest tag team right now. Um, and that's kind of what it's about, right? So, I don't know. I would love to see... Um, <clears throat> Aussie Open win here, but I do think I do think it's a little weird with the Chris Jericho and Sammy situation that if they were gonna get the title shot anyway, shouldn't shouldn't have um, Jericho and Sammy shouldn't they have like lost that? I I don't know to further these stories. I don't know uh, the Jericho Sammy thing. I'm vaguely interested in it i think that i I think if you if you watch any 
show I've been on, Tag Talk or whatever, I've been like pushing for Sammy Guevara to be free of Chris Jericho for two years, three yeah. years now. I think his relationship with Chris Jericho ran its course. So I'm on that hand, I'm inter- interested to see the breakdown of that relationship. Um, but them as a tag team to do that, I'm less interested in. I don't really, the, the Lasex gods, I'm not, I don't really vibe with them as a tag team. I don't really, I don't really get it, I guess. Um, but Aussie Open, I do think one, the Aussie Open is incredible and, you know, deserves that title shot. And I think they've been nothing short of stellar at AEW. I don't think any of their matches have been bad. I think they're really reliable and I think fans like them, especially when you have a catchy chant and fans are getting to know you as a tag team. It really gets them invested in you. Uh, I'm just not sure if it's the right time yet. I don't know. It's like, I think in my head, Aussie Open is too new to an AW to win. But then, like, I look it up and they're not. Like, they just feel too new to me. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is about them. They just feel like they're not ready yet. Like, I don't know them well enough yet. And maybe them becoming chance will force me to get to know them. And everything will be fine and it'll all work out and life will go on. Uh, I just, I don't know. Like, I think about them beating FTR in AW. In New Japan, go for it. In AW. Uh, I don't know. It just feels, the, it's not clicking for me. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm the only one. Maybe it's I'm holding on to, like, my Ozzy Open Will Ospreay hatred. <laughs> Let it go, Kylie! <laughs> I still, still can cannot mention Aussie Open on Twitter without people being like, I thought you hated them. Because <laughs> you hate Will Ospreay too. And I, uh, or, or even worse, it's like Caden, who's like, <laughs> Will Ospreay's the GOAT. And I'm like, cool, I'm talking about Aussie Open. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Do you get those vibes or are you just like so deep in Aussie open that you don't get those vibes? I see what you're saying, but then I think back to like the guns winning the titles and I'm like, well, if the guns, why would you bring that up? But I'm just saying Aussie open has been around a lot longer. They've been, you know, in and out of AEW for like over a year now. Um, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I think, like, for me, I really wanted it to be Jay White and Juice Robinson who be FTR. Mm. I really wanted that because I think that feud is of a higher caliber than FTR Aussie Open in terms of my perceptions of, like, the AW pecking order of things. Um, But, you know, Jay White, he was out last week for personal reasons, and they haven't really done much with the direction of that story, as long as it's not the guns. I, I think if it's you could do FTR versus the guns for funsies and have the guns lose and then you could bring in Jay White and Juice Robinson and blah blah blah. Um but I don't know, Aussie Open. Because then then what do you do? You can't do Aussie Open versus Bullet Club Gold. That's heels versus heels. That's not I mean, fun. Has that ever stopped anybody before, you know? Like a fun match is a fun match. Yeah, but like <laughs> I don't you think it makes sense. 
I don't think it makes sense. I'm thinking about the story, Haley. The story. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe like what I want out of tag team wrestling is just not what Tony Khan wants. And I just have to get used to that. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's, maybe that's where we land here. That's the conclusion. I mean... I don't know. I think I'm just, like, dead set on them winning that I don't care. Like, because I, when they lost the ROH belts, I was like, okay, if this is the way it's going to go, then I need them to challenge for the AEW Tag Team Championships and I need them to win. And I didn't think it was going to happen this soon, but because it is, I'm like, okay, well, I got to commit to it now. <laughs> like, I need to see, I need to see it through. Like, they, they have to win. I almost wonder if they're going to lose and we're going to circle back to this again. Hmm. And, do like and then maybe in the meantime, you give FTR to like the guns, I guess, or someone else. I don't know. But I do think that a, t- a title change would be a good way to get more interest on Collision because FTR, I mean, Aussie Open's been on Dynamite and stuff, but like the tag division does feel Collision now. Um, I don't know. But Juice and. Uh, Juice Robinson and Jay White, I think that there's money there. And you can't do trios with them because you have the guns and they're a tag team. You introduce four man. Like here's the AW, like what was it? Like like quartet. Is quartet four? Yeah. Yeah, and the quintet is five. Yeah. AW Quartet Championships. Oh my god. You know what I'm saying? I'm sad that we never got Nick Jackson versus Juice. Like, imagine how unhinged that would have been. And, like, there's no reason they can't circle back to that. So I I need that singles match. Maybe that's the match we get. We get the Han box. And then we get some combination of Bullet Club Gold, probably Juice and the Guns, winning the trios belts. Mm -hmm. And then we do trios versus trios. But on Dynamite, to build the feud, we get... Nick versus Juice. I I would love that. Just who is the more unhinged person? I, I don't know. And I think it would be so gloriously chaotic. And then we could bring back the merch freak gimmick. Yes! <laughs> we are just giving diamonds to Tony Khan right now. <laughs> like, someone, listen, send Tony Khan on vacation. <laughs> Whatever. Tell him AW's canceled for a week and give us a call. We're right here. Uh, so people in the chat are talking about grizzled young vets. Um, their AW con- or WWE, excuse me, contracts are expiring. Um, I'm not sure. I do think that they'd be great in AW. I think that they would fit right in in AW. Uh, I just don't know, one, whether AW is signing tag teams. I have no clue. And two, whether they would want to come to AW. I have no idea. Um I'm familiar with Grizzled Young Vets, like their in-ring work. I'm not familiar with their who they are as people and their personal lives and all that kind of stuff. So it's not easy for me to make that prediction. But I do think that AW should at least put feelers out and see. Yeah. Oof. Maria says, what about the Kingdom winning the AW Tag Team Championships? They've been killing it lately with the Roderick Strong and Adam Cole angle. Uh... I could see it, but I do think that um, 
the bigger the bigger story for them is in being part of this Roderick Strong Adam Cole story and I the the MJF Adam Cole feud I have no idea how it ends like a month ago I had a clean cut yeah. planned but now I'm like I don't want them to break up like I want them to be friends forever but last week on Dynamite MJF was kind of like talking smack about Roderick Strong's neck injury and Adam Cole was visibly upset by that. Like he wanted to say something. So clearly he still has feelings of friendship towards Roderick Strong. I wouldn't be surprised if the kingdom Roderick Strong and Adam Cole unite as a faction at the end of it, uh, which would be interesting, especially if Kyle Riley comes back and then you have like a mega faction. But I do think that AW should start making moves towards Adam Cole, Jay White uh, and getting that feud wrapped up. And then you can circle back to the hung bucks and that feud with Adam Cole. Uh, and Bobby Fish isn't here anymore, but he can have beef at home. R.I.P. Uh, Robert the Fish. R.I.P. Robert the Fish. Uh, I do think that that's the way that they should go. But I think the Kingdom winning, uh, whether it's AW tag titles or the ROH tag titles, I think ROH tag titles are more likely. I think it'd be fine, especially getting them established as like not just the lackeys of Roderick Strong. Yeah, um, I would like to see that. But I also, I just, I don't know what, you know, their their goals are um, in AEW or, I mean, even Ring of Honor, really. Like, I don't know if they're just content with where they're at and doing this or they, they would want to do something like that. Um, but I would like to see it, for sure. I have to... <laughs> Ryan, listen, I like you to a lot, but I can't have you booking AW. Every segment would feature the elite, and it would be a lot. Excuse you, uh, <laughs> Ryan. You do know that I am multifaceted, and I have many interests. Okay. Um, so if you're going to send hate messages to me, come do it in person. <laughs> but Ace says counterpoint more women's matches. Ace is on our side, and you know what? That's we Ace we booked AEW. Like, the whole show would be women's matches, I swear. All women's matches in, like, an elite an elite match or an elite segment. I, have, I like other people. Ace knows us because Ace watches our show. Period. Period. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's the vision that I see for Adam Cole and MJF. Um, and Roderick Strong in that whole situation. I just don't know when Adam Cole and MJF are going to break up. Because now, if, okay, it's probably not going to be Wrestle Dream. Because I don't think that's a paper. I feel like that's a B-level pay-per-view. Um, that's just weirdly stacked. Because they announced it so, you know, late. I don't, I don't know. Maybe full gear? Maybe, like, I have no idea. Maybe you build for Adam Cole challenging the, for the belt again? I don't know. But I don't want it to end. I'm, like, so into it. I'm into it, but I'm also, I'm, like, one of those people that's, like, when I can't predict the end of something, like, I want it to end even more so I can, like, <laughs> so I can see it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. when it's unpredictable, like, I'm not a fan of things that are unpredictable. <laughs> I like, that's Do why like I like the elite, I feel like, because I, I You just get it. it yeah. Bye. Do you like spoilers? Are you one of those people who looks up spoilers before they watch something? 
No, but like if if I happen to stumble upon it or like I see it, I don't like freak out. Like, cause honestly, I forget things a lot. So by the time I watch it anyway, I'm probably gonna forget. So it's gonna be like I didn't see it anyway. <laughs> That's fair. I get it. I I also have that problem, so it's okay. <laughs> it or, or, or like, or like I misremember it. Yeah. And then I watch it, and I'm like, "That's not how I." <laughs> that happens sometimes. Like I misremember wrestling that I watched as a kid, yes. and I go back and watch it, and I'm like, "Wait a minute, that didn't happen," or it's it's a problem. But I feel like the wrestling that lives in my head is superior to the wrestling that was produced in the 2000s. Do you feel like, not to, like, make this, like, a conspiracy show, but do you feel like that's how, like, the Mandela effect kind of happens? People just, like, misremembering things? Yeah, and they misremember, and I also, I feel like sometimes people mash memories together to make things. Yeah. Like, um, especially when it comes to logos or, like, brands and things like that, you're just blending memories together to make a memory that doesn't exist. And then someone else sees it, and their brain identifies both of the memories of that thing. And they're like, oh, I remember that, too. But it's just, it's not happening. That's not how it happens. I'm so glad we, we like, feel the same way about things. I know. It really makes this show a lot better, I think. (laughs) Imagine if we fought the whole time. People would love that, I feel like. They live through the drama. We should have a debate. I have a gallery. Why live on Tag Talk, Kylie? Because I know how competitive you can be, and you would literally sit here and make me cry. (laughs) I am so good at debates. Like in high school and college, I did so many debates. I'm not. That's why when you're like, when you like start to say something, I'm just like, yeah, okay. I just agree. I don't want to debate. (laughs) Unless I'm feeling like I want to, and like I, you know, I can hold my own. But maybe that's maybe that's what we do for our spooky episode. A debate? Yeah. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it'd be so scary. So I scary. like my worst nightmare is watching two people fight. <laughs> like I hate conflict. Yeah. And two best friends at that. What if it ends our friendship though? Kylie, what if it ruins Tech Talk? We can't. We are that. ending up an Adam Cole. That's how our show ends. <laughs> and then we rebrand to something else. I'm just being attacked to Oh no. I'm, I'm gonna mean, I'm gonna pitch it. You guys you have to keep an eye out for our Halloween show, our spooky show. We did one last year. We're gonna do one again this year. You just have to keep an eye out for it. Yeah, and we settled on matching costumes and I think if we can make it work. <laughs> We're not telling you yet because it's going to be no. a surprise. <laughs> but it's going to be a fun time. Yeah. Sure. So keep an eye out for that. We we have. I know I don't want to say anything else because it, it'll spoil what we're going to be next. Okay. But I'm super excited about it. We got to keep them guessing. Keep them. Keep them, warm. keep them on their toes. Yeah. Our audience. I don't know how many of you were here last year because Tag Talk like our viewership has gone up since last year. But if you if you're an OG. You're going to really appreciate our Halloween episode. I mean, we had, like, a whole, like, set, set up last year. Like, really, we committed. We had I put ribbons in my hair. We had drinks. Like, <laughs> did. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just had a great idea. I'm not going to say on air. I'll tell you after. But okay. it's something we'll have to pitch. But I think it'll be fun. Okay. Okay. 
Astra said something in the chat, and I need you to put it on screen. I see it. Really, the show Michael's attacked on Caden's No one tell Caden that Ace said that, nor that we laughed. Okay, but listen, Caden purposefully says things to make me mad. And you know what? Sometimes, sometimes he just needs to switch super kick. <laughs> If I knew how to do a super kick, I would do it. I can do it. I've been practicing. What? <laughs> Since when? Since you said you were going to beat me up the last time I saw you. <laughs> when did I say that? You definitely said that, kind And of. I love that your, your idea of self-defense, you were like, I got to learn how to do a super kick. I mean, I can do other things. But my line of defense is my legs. I have strong legs. My arms, not so much. I can kick. And I'm short, so it works. <laughs> you should punch because you're like punching people like low. I guess. Like you won't break your hands. That's you, true. People, yeah, see? Because like you punch someone in the face, like you're going to break your hand. I love how you're just giving me tips on how to beat you up. <laughs> Haley, you could not beat me up. I couldn't. I know I can't. You would literally break my arm. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I love that you have depicted me on this show, this episode, as an angry, violent jerk who will make you cry and beat you up for no reason. She's not, but she did say <laughs> that if she saw me, or when she saw me in Chicago, she was going to beat me up. And she didn't, so I'm grateful. Truly. I, did, I did nothing but be a joy to you. It's true. You were the best. You're always the best. But I don't know how we got from should the kingdom win the AEW tag titles? Oh, no. <laughs> it seems like it was like up there with little stream. If you would, you're always welcome to come join. We, this has been an absolute disaster of an episode. Um, somehow we've talked about what well, we listen. We we checked all our boxes. We talked about everything we wanted to talk about. Yeah. So now we're just kind of here. Now we're just kind of here. Listen, that, I still remember that discussion and my point still stands. I feel like that little segment of Tag Talk when Kate came on, it's timeless. People will look back 20 years from now and talk about it. I feel like that's just how it's going to be. But anyway, MJF Adam Cole, that is me and Haley. And also, MJF Adam Cole is my favorite thing in AW right now. Oh, and also, uh, I was going to say something about the Mogul Embassy. Oh, also, Brian Cage should be out of the Mogul Embassy. As long as we're doing, like, um, we're just going to be ridiculous and do hot takes and everything like that. I think Swerve needs to revamp the Mogul Embassy and make it full of people that, uh, that I actually think are scary. Because right now, the Mogul Embassy, I mean, Khan, I really like Khan. And Toliona is good too, but like, I'm not afraid of them. I'm afraid of Swerve, because I know that Swerve would absolutely beat up anybody you put in front of him, because he's excellent. But Brian Cage kind of brings down the vibe. Let's be honest, it's just Brian Cage that's the problem. It's just Brian Cage at the end of the day. I was trying to be nice and say it's all of them, but it's not. It's like when he was with Hobbs and Ricky Starks. That's, it's part two. 
It's like two charismatic young people and Brian Cage and their leader. Uh, Ryan says, those are some big men. You should be afraid. I'm not afraid of Brian Cage. I know for a fact I cannot run him. (laughs) I'm concerned taking it extremely personally that Jade left. Do you, are you saying that Jade left specifically because me and Haley? <laughs> <laughs> um, should I be taking it personally? Uh, Kate, are you telling me something? What the heck? Um, no, I'm happy for Jade. What do you know, Kate? I, I yeah. think Jade, of all of the women's wrestlers who have come up in the last five years, I think Jade is one that just seems like a natural fit for WWE. Like She has the look that WWE normally goes for. Um, especially if you look at the women who are really succeeding in the Triple H era. They're all, you know, super athletic, super strong, um, like Bianca, like Rhea Ripley. Uh, and I think her ceiling is higher in WWE in terms of what she's able to do in you know, Hollywood or whatever she wants to do, whatever. Uh, so I'm super excited for her and I'm excited to see what WWE does with her. I do think that uh, I'm team main roster. I don't think that she should be in NXT just because I think that uh, if you put her in there as a spectacle on the the main shows where there's lots of casual fans, I think she'll just be an instant hit because of her look and how jacked she is and how crazy she is. And I don't think that she, she's still green in the ring. I'm not saying she isn't, um, but I don't know, like her and like seeing Jade in NXT with that set and like the vibes that are there. I don't think that her character translates there as well as it does straight to the main roster face to face with like Nia Jax or something. <clears throat> I feel like if they do throw her in NXT, um, it makes a little bit more sense that Becky won the title now. Um, yeah. Because I would I would like to immediately see something like that um but i agree there are things on the main roster that um i would love to see especially something with natalia um i think that natty is so good at putting some of these younger girls over and i think that jade would really benefit um working with somebody like natty I agree. Regardless, I think that she's going to do great in WWE. I think it would take a monumental error for WWE to mess up Jade Cargill. Um, they'd have to like put her in a clown suit and make her dance around or something. <clears throat> We're not going to Tony Storm Jade, please. <laughs> Tony Storm, like they really dropped the ball, but I do think like Jade is just such. I don't know. She screams WWE to me. Like, it's really hard to have someone that looks like that be a joke. Like, I'd be, you you could you could Tony Storm her, and I'd be like, mm, she's still, like, 30 feet tall and jacked. Like, I can count all 200 of her abs. <laughs> like, I'm not going to buy into the fact that she's a joke, ever. That's fair, but also, you know. Never count out WWE. <laughs> I'm only thinking positive thoughts about Jade because I'm manifesting success for her. Okay. Oh, 100%. Like, I, I'm very happy for her. Um, and like you said, uh, I also think that her ceiling is higher in WWE. 
but I also don't think that it eliminates the possibility of, you know, her going back to AEW one day down the line if that's, you know, something she would like to do once her stock is way up, you know? Like, it it seems that she left everything very positive and Tony still has a lot of love and respect for her, so I'm happy for her. Yeah, me too. That's the conclusion. And that's my final thought. Haley, what are your final thoughts and your plugs? My final thoughts. Um, long live the hung bucks and Stan Jade Cargill. Um, <laughs> period. Uh, my plugs. You guys can follow me on Twitter at HaleyAnn underscore. Um, you can also subscribe to my Substack, uh, The Wrestling Muse. And I have another one that's just kind of non-wrestling things, if that's something that you're interested in. Um, I also helped write a cookbook. It's called Eating the Indies. It's available on Amazon. I know all the proceeds this month are going towards helping um, Hoodfoot out. So, you know, if you want to support, uh, you can do that. Um, Yeah. I also write for Nerds and Beyond. I do uh, nerdy things, and I lead all the wrestling coverage over there. So if you want to check that out and support that, nerdsandbeyond.com. I think that's it. You can follow me on Twitter at Kylie Wrestling. Um, I post everything I'm doing there, which lately I've been so busy with my actual real big girl life that I haven't been doing a lot of things. I haven't been tweeting a lot either, but I promise I'll circle back to it. Um, This is Tag Talk. We live every Monday at 3 on Fightful Overbooked. Uh, We talk about tag team wrestling. It's not always this crazy if this is your first (laughs) time watching. But you know what? I'm not going to apologize because I had fun. And also the hung bucks are crazy. And you know what? I could be crazy too. Uh, And this is Fightful Overbooked. There's a lot of great shows on this channel. Not just Tag Talk, but primarily Tag Talk. But also coexisting. And also in the weeds. And also like all these fun shows. So go check them out for more wrestling and non-wrestling content. Um, Yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us to talk about Aussie Open and the Hung Bucks. <laughs> um, Halloween. And what, I don't even remember. Whatever else we talked about today. And that's that. We'll see you guys next week. Monday, 3 p.m. Fightful Overbooked. And as always, chin up tits out and watch for the shoe that's at kate <laughs> say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill